Over the weekend, I was um, just like, you know, reading the paper like most people do online, the virtual paper, and I came across this study. And I thought, whoa, I got I to gotta talk to the researcher behind this. He's Professor James Jackson, professor in the Department of Biochemistry and Molecular Biology at Tulane University in Nylands. He joins the show right now. Welcome to the program, Professor Jackson. It's good to have you on. Well, thank you for having me. So this is kind of, uh, well, scary information for anyone dealing with breast cancer. Now, I know there are various types of breast cancer, but what you're finding out is that uh, some cancerous cells will consume nearby cells in order to regrow after chemotherapy. Uh, What type of breast cancer cells are you talking about? Well, it could be a number of different types of breast cancer, but primarily the ones that are treated with chemotherapy are the ones that adopt this um, this characteristic, and um, we've you know we were interested in breast cancer because there are there is a subset of patients that do very poorly after chemotherapy that have survival of basically less than four years that we we discovered, and it was a kind of investigating um, why that might be why why do these patients this subset respond so poorly that we discovered um, this, this, you know, cannibalism uh, phenotype or, or uh, characteristic that they have. Well, run us through what chemo is supposed to do and what it does um, when you're talking about certain breast cancers. Sure. So chemotherapy generally attacks um, two critical components of a cell, either the DNA, the genetic material, it causes a lot of breaks in that DNA, or it um, attacks the apparatus that allows the cell to actually divide. Okay, so um, when a, uh, you know, certain types of cancers, when you, um, you know, cause these DNA breaks, cause that damage to the cell, cause all this stress to the cell, they'll actually die. But other types, and this is the one that we, the the types that uh, we study, um, have sort of developed a mechanism where instead of dying, they enter this dormant state termed cellular senescence. And it's something that's been observed as a stress response in non-tumor cells. And it's only a fraction of tumor cells that can do it, but the ones that can, these are the ones that respond very poorly. And it's in this senescent state, this kind of dormant state where they uh, consume their neighbors and they can use the energy from that to produce a lot of um, like hormones Mm -hmm. that they then secrete that then stimulates um, surrounding cells to get cancerous yeah or just to take off and and grow again right you know these uh, you know a tumor is going to be this uh, you know, inhospitable environment for a lot of the cells within the tumor, right? It's not organized like an organ where everything has, um, you know, a a nice blood supply and Mm -hmm. and oxygen and things like that. The tumor grows sort of out of control and areas do um, encounter a lot of stress and uh, especially following treatment with chemotherapy. And this, this, uh, this ability that we've discovered in these cells, we think allows them to you know, survive under these conditions, and and this is maybe why you have um, relapse occurring many years after. That's uh, terrifying um, for a lot of people that are dealing with breast cancer right now that are going through chemotherapy. Therapy. 
um, the that the fact that it, you know this actually might uh, not be the solve the solution that they're looking for in the long yeah. term. So, what do you think uh, is going to be the result of of your discovery here? How can this be put into uh, practical use? Will we be looking at other ways beyond chemotherapy to help uh, deal with breast cancer? Because it is very worrying. Right. No, I, and I agree. And these these patients do, the patients that have tumors that can do this, they do, uh, you know, pretty poorly mm. uh, with survival. But I will say that um, this senescent state, uh, it, it, you know, this stress response that these cells, you know, tumor cells go into following treatment uh, it actually, we've also discovered it opens up some vulnerabilities that were previously, uh, not, you know, not known. And these cells always looked so resistant to every type of treatment. But there's a type of drug um, that's sort of gaining favor for various other uses called a senolytic. And uh, these senolytic drugs, we we think, um, actually have pretty good activity in uh, specifically killing senescent cells, the ones that can't be killed by chemotherapy. And that's what we're uh, investigating and trying to uh, finish up a study on right now. Are they easy to, to um, detect, these senescent cells? No. Yeah, if that's, it's not something that you can detect. Or, or, well, we haven't discovered any way that you can detect them in a tumor, you know, in a patient that's been treated, unless mm. you did something pretty invasive like biopsy. But, you know, yeah, and, and then there are certain markers, and it is a complicated uh, characteristic. But genetically, we can identify the ones that are most likely to become senescent after treatment. So could you see the treatment, uh, you know, for breast cancer becoming uh, the standard, becoming chemotherapy, followed by uh, that senescent uh, treating drug, targeting drug? Yes, I think as, you know, we get more precise in our ability to treat patients, um, I could see this for that subset of patients that is likely to undergo senescence following uh, chemotherapy that it could be, um, you know, if we can understand the <clears throat> the mechanisms better and also, you know, if it actually works in vivo and things like that in human patients and trials and whatnot, that, um, yeah, that that would be a, a promising uh, strategy to get rid of cells that survive chemotherapy. Are there any other cancers that we find uh, are reacting like breast cancer cells to chemotherapy with the senescence? Yeah, that's a good question, and it's probably more than we think, but we know it to be the case in breast cancer because it's, you know... The relapse rate. Pardon me? The relapse rate? Yeah, and and just that there's a lot of people that get breast Mm -hmm. cancer, so it's been studied a lot. But we looked at other cell types, uh, a lung adenocarcinoma and... And osteosarcoma, which is a bone cancer, so lung, lung cancer and bone cancer that sort of um, have the same similar genetic makeup to these breast cancer <clears throat> um, cell lines that, that have this characteristic. And they also have the ability to um, cannibalize or engulf neighboring cells after they've been treated with chemotherapy. So the the long and the short of it is more study has to be done. Yes, yes, but there are, you know, promising uh, things out there that I think that are making, uh, you know, going to be advancing treatment.
treatment options and, and improving survival. Uh, you know, being informed and finding this out is the best, uh, you know, course of action because it allows us to then look at the, the solutions that uh, we, we can get to, you know, stopping these cancers from relapsing, uh, these patients from relapsing. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I think one of the problems is that you take a, a disease like breast cancer, you know, there's so many different types and there's so many different, you know, genetic changes in each breast cancer that, you know, we've kind of tackled the most common ones like, mm-hmm. you know, estrogen receptor positive tumors get treated with um, tamoxifen, which is, a, which is a drug a lot of people are probably familiar with. It's, there's a lot of success with that. So we're kind of whittling down to the ones that uh, still have no viable, uh, you know, or excellent options. Well, I want to thank you for your time, Professor. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, no problem. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Professor Jackson. Uh, He's a professor in the Department of Biochemistry and Molecular Biology at Tulane University in New Orleans.